0: Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. Do you to know where the world is at? Amen. The world is existing in a dung heap. Israel, as of August 8th, Their Corona Cabinet, and that is a real organization, by the way, their Corona Cabinet has decided they will not allow, as of August 8th, anyone to go to the synagogue, the theater, amusement park, soccer game, any other gathering of over 100 people, inside or out, or to freely travel outside the country, including to clean countries, they call them. That doesn't sound racist at all, but anyway. Unless you have, you're not allowed to do any of these things unless you have your green pass, your vaccine paperwork. And in America right now, the church is saying absolutely nothing about it. I would challenge outside of Jonathan Shuttlesworth, Rodney Howard Brown, Tony Spell, Arthur Pulaski, Greg Locke, people like that, I'm wondering who's preaching this this morning. As covid passes, vaccine passports, QR codes, green passes, excelsior passes are spreading throughout the globe today. I'm wondering who's preaching about it. Instead, I get a I get a social media message from somebody as I was talking about how it is that we are 17 months into 15 days the flat and the curve and somebody sends me a message well you know what if everybody would have cooperated and done what they were supposed to do and worn masks we'd be past this by now how can you be so blind and still suck oxygen through that pie chute I really don't see it. I don't see how this is not the message in every church this morning telling people to stand. This is the fight of our lives. How it is that you cannot see Revelation 13, 16 through 18 when you have Israel telling people, you can't go to the synagogue without your green pass. How it is that you can't be reading Revelation 13, 16 through 18, that he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. How is that not being preached this morning? How is it that there's not a worldwide revival in the evangelical church as people stand up? Why isn't there? Churches are still all closed. And if they're not closed, they've never repented, so in the spirit, they're still closed. They can preach all they want. They can talk about being a patriot pastor now. I stumbled on this last week when I came home because we record CTN now because of the podcast. CTN was just playing on my DVR, and it was this guy, the pastor, up in Largo, Florida, who after Rodney Howard Brown got arrested and Governor DeSantis the day after deemed churches to be essential in the state of Florida as if that's his business to do. I love DeSantis, but he doesn't get to decide. I'm not asking. I'm not asking for your permission. My ruling authority is the Constitution, not some man. But this pastor now, he calls himself the Patriot Pastor, and he's the same one that circulated a petition to have churches deemed non-essential. And he now is on YouTube calling himself the Patriot Pastor, and his church is reopened. I don't know how many people are there, a lot less than there used to be, and I can tell this guy, you know what, you can open up all you want, and you can play pretend games and act like, you know what, you weren't closed for eight or nine months, but you were. You stuck your finger you pointed your finger at the Word of God and you said, "No, thank you." And that's what he did. And you can do, you can act like you know what—we're back to normal. And we're open up our VBS. You can do all that religious stuff you want, but the Spirit of God is devoid in your church. The Spirit of God wants people to stand up against the Antichrist spirit, and I can't believe the church in America is not crying out right now saying, you know what? We are looking at the mark of the beast being implemented all around the world. It's not the vaccine, it's the passport for the vaccine. If it's not that, if that's not the actual mark, it is the skids being greased for the actual mark. And nobody stands up to it. Nobody says a word. Truly amazing that it doesn't rivet the souls of evangelical believers around the world, but it doesn't. Now I know. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. We don't have to allow it, though. We can stand. We will stand. We will never close. I will never vax. I will never wear a mask. Period. Period. I do not budge. Somebody learned that in the first service today if you're watching. You want to act like a clown in here? You won't survive. Without being vaccinated, or what they call now in Israel a negative COVID test that you yourself have to pay for. You can go to none of these things. France is ad- advancing their vaccine passports. There was hundreds of thousands of people on the Champs-Élysées yesterday. J'élise, however it goes. Throw some Spanish in there. <laughs> hundreds of thousands. See, what they're doing is you have a little monarchical power perv minority that tries to teach you that tries to get you to believe that you are the minority. You're the majority. You know how many people follow Klaus Schwab on Twitter? 26,000. Donald Trump, when he left, had millions. But yet Klaus Schwab's controlling the, uh, controlling the earth. Him and the CCP, hand in hand like gay lovers. Don't let them fool you. They start putting out COVID passes and vaccine passports in France. Hundreds of thousands of French men and women were on the streets and they fire them. And all the Christians in America, oh, look at us, love. Look at us, love how he closes there. Fire hosing people that are standing up for freedom and COVID caving, latte sucking pastors in America. Sit there and go, oh, you know what? It's, it's not our fight. They can't, hey, dummy, look, at, I hope I, you're watching, Pastor. I hope you're watching in Largo, Florida, you COVID-caving coward. Here's the thing. I'm holding back for, um. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> you can sit there all you want, and you can act like it's not your fight, what are you going to do when they come for you? Yeah. Right. When you got Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and his little minions running around with their orange vests on, going house to house, trying to indoctrinate about vaccinations. You COVID caving, latte sucking coward, when are you going to stand? You consider it, lo- you consider it loving to have unsaved men and women around the globe standing up for your freedom? Australia now is in full lockdown. Again! Today! This is from 721, 21. What is today, the 25th? It's from four days ago, complete lockdown. Why? Let me give you the stats. They did 82,000 COVID tests. 82,000? How many were positive? 111. And they had one death of an 80-year-old man. Their average age of death is the same as ours. And they locked down all of Victoria, 6.1 million people. But don't you worry. They'll give you two hours a day. You can go out and exercise, you lap dog. And everybody caves? When will you stand? When will it become your fight? You have the plague of COVID vaccine passports spreading more than the virus itself all throughout the world, and you say nothing. You have the book of Revelation unfolding before your very eyes, and you say nothing? Oh, look how loving we are, though, you know? The local strip club closed, and so did we. We are just hand-in-hand with the hookers and the strippers. Oh, thank God. God, Look at us, love. Look at us, love. Anthony Fauci, the garden gnome baby butchering demon, he told us to jump, and we said, ha-ha. COVID caving cowards. You can't buy, sell, or trade in England without your vaccine passport. Okay, buy, sell, trade, or travel in all of the European Union without your QR code on your phone. You think, I'm, you think that I'm making that up? You think that's from Alex Jones, who I love, but I'm just saying you think it's from Alex Jones? No. Some National News. The head of the EU got up there. I played the video for you. She got up and said, oh, I'm so excited about my new QR code and I've been double vaxxed. And now I can buy, sell, trade and travel. And the churches and riveted to their seats. You know why? Because they were dead before COVID and they're deader now. We're living in a world where people, I'm giving you the news all the way around here, where people are having to give their preferred pronouns. Take your he, your she, your they, along with your mask and your vaccine and your double vax and shove them up your own caboose. (laughs) I don't need to identify who I am. I'm bearded. Every, listen, every cop who retires grows a weird beard. (laughs) Shaved our whole life. You grow a weird beard. I don't need to worry. And if you are worried, I will open up that bathroom which stays locked so the idiots don't go in there in the middle of a service and flush the toilet. Yes, I said idiots. I'll open up the bathroom for you. Go in there, pull your pants down, and you can decide what you are. I'll do you a public service. I'll call that our transgender bathroom, our transgender determination bathroom. So you can go in there and you can decide what sex you are. Preferred pronouns? Shove them up your own caboose, you moron. I'm not going to go into your absolute lunacy, your pathological insanity. Men are competing as women in the Olympics today, right now. Are you watching it? Are you tuning in? Don't. If you watch the Olympics, you're part of the oppression. If you, listen, I'm going to tell you what. You spend one second watching an NFL game this year. You are part of the oppression. Amen. Don't do it. The world aborts 60 million babies per year, and they're talking to us about how I lack compassion. You know, if you, if you would have worn your mask, then all these people would have been saved. What, oh, really, are you addressing the 60 million plus per year that are aborted in the womb? and out of the womb, in the birth canal, and outside of the birth canal? The ones that are spun around, made backwards, delivered breech so that the doctor can reach in with scissors, open up their skull, and suck, put a vacuum hose in there, and suck out their brains while they squirm for their life? And you wanna to talk to me about a COVID vaccine? And how I'm, some, I'm a purveyor of death? How can you be so blind, and once again, judgment begins at the house of God? 1 Peter four seventeen. why is this not being preached? God. You cowards. Amen. Oh, I might lose my career. Shove your career where you shoved your vaccine. Yay. Cops need to be doing the same thing. Right. Cops need to be doing the exact same thing. Yes, You're like, Tom, don't you like, to? yeah, I like cops that are Constitutional. I was one for 25 years. You're arresting people, oh, oh let me see now, are you, uh, are you six feet apart? <laughs> oh, you know, I measured, you are five, five foot 11 and three quarters apart, put your hands behind your back. Coward. You don't, don't wanna lose my, oh really, jobs, everything, huh? We'll find out, we'll see how that pans out for you. The FBI is instigating people right now to commit crimes and then arresting them for committing them. Where do you get that from? It's just the facts. Sorry, 12 out of the 18 co-conspirators in the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping case were FBI informants or FBI agents. 12 out of the 18. It's absolute fact. It's on Tucker Carlson. It's, who, who, you know who reported that? BuzzFeed. It couldn't be any more leftist than BuzzFeed. They're the ones who put out the collusion hoax. They're the ones who re- reported this. There's 20, at least 20 co-cons- unindicted co-conspirators that were FBI agents or FBI informants that caused people to commit crimes on 1-6, the 1-6 grand trespass that they call an insurrection. Remember, the, the, the attorney general came out and said, we're going to be charging people with sedition. You notice how they never have. You know why? Because there isn't any. How do you charge somebody with sedition? We're walking in there and going, hey, look at us in the Senate chair, ching Let's walk out. Sedition, greatest threat to our democracy in history since the Civil War, Joe Biden says. What, all those pot bellies that were in there gonna take over the Capitol with no guns? There's mo- every man in there couldn't run 10 yards without being gassed. They're gonna take over Unarmed. Every single one of them got done with their 12 minutes in there and went to the local bar. The FBI and DOJ does nothing about the death farms of Andrew Cuomo, Phil Murphy, Gretchen Whitmer, and Tommy Wolfe in Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, in Michigan, the death farms where they sent COVID patients. Listen, I know COVID's real. I know it kills people. You know who it kills? People 80 and above. And you go and you fill them up. You fill up the nursing homes with COVID-infected patients. The FBI does absolutely nothing. 16,000 people died in New York because of Cuomo. And they do nothing. But they go and they've locked everybody up from the 1-6 trespassing. They've been in solitary confinement since January, right after January 7th, basically. All charges dropped against BLM and Antifa. And the church says nothing. What happened to the Black Robe Regiment? Oh. Yes, you do nothing? You don't get out in front of it as a spirit-filled spirit filled man or woman of God? You do absolutely nothing? You say nothing? Well, you know, we don't want to rock the boat. Where, have you ever read the Bible? Why are you calling yourself Christian? Yes. Go join the Democratic Party and fulfill your calling. Yes. Minnesota Vikings coach resigns after refusing the vaccine. But Jen Psaki in the White House will not refuse will refuses to tell us about how many breakthrough COVID cases they have. What's the breakthrough mean? People who are double vaxed who now have COVID. She refuses to tell us. How does that make sense? How is it that I have to prove that I'm vaccinated or unvaccinated and she is, doesn't even have to tell us how many COVID-infected breakthrough cases there are in the White House? You're like, what did I walk into? This is a political rally? I don't care what it is. I'll tell you where we're going spiritually in a minute. I'm, I'm laying out for you where our country is, Amen. where our world is so that you know where to stand. Amen. How many people have died of the vaccine in this country? Somewhere between 11 and 57,000, we don't know yet. We know for sure 11, yep. really closer to 12. So let's just round it up to 12. We know for sure 12,000 people, 12,000 people, more people have died of this vaccine in the last seven months than all other vaccines combined worldwide or the United States wide in the last 50 years. Put that together in your mind. More people have died of this vaccine in the last seven months than all other vaccines combined over 50 years. And and, and then they're telling them, hey, you know what? It's trustworthy. The science speaks for itself. Yeah, the science of eugenics. I wonder why it was that Billy Gates said he wanted to control the world's population through vaccines. Oh, Billy, 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 Billy. somebody don't get that it's Caddyshack Mm -hmm. where do you get 11 to 57,000 well we know Vare's report from the CDC so we know that's convoluted we know the CDC tells us 700,000 people have died of COVID right so explain to me how we don't have 3.6 million people dead in 2020 how many people died in 2019 2.9 2.9 million. How many people died in 2020? 2.9 million, not 3.6 million. Okay. Whoops! But if I admit that, then that means I've wasted the last 17 months of my life. Yes, you have COVID caving, virtue signaling, moronic Christian. And yes, you're moronic. You sit, you sit there, you know it's amazing to me as a moron Christian, as you sit there, then one fact after another gets presented before you. Well, we have our mast section at the church. Oh, great, you know, mass section. Size of a COVID-19 particle is 0.06 to 0.14 microns. An N95 max starts blocking particles three times that size. And you wear a mask. You wear your, you wear your uh, coast this or abundant that mask that they gave you at the church that you bought for $7.95 at the front desk. with the cross on it <laughs> does absolutely nothing so you sit there and you you espouse lies that's why jesus said who does jesus speaking to in john eight forty four and 45 who is he speaking to the religious elite of the day you are of your father the devil you like doing his will he was a murderer from the beginning a liar, the fathers of lies, whose native language is lying and there is no truth in him because he refuses to stand in it. That's you. You covid caving coward. I'm never closing. Amen. Ever. Amen. Not taking the vaccination. They may have bothered some people. Probably shouldn't have said it at somebody else's church. They come to my door, and you're trying to force it. I said, "Force it now." Got that Facebook? Force it. So self defense. You try to force me. I saw it. Everybody show. The, I don't know if you saw it on the podcast. Show the video of the man in Argentina being chased down on top of his roof, pinned to the ground, and forced vaccinated. Oh, that'll never happen here. Oh no, just oh yeah, nothing ever changes, right? We we haven't gone 100 miles an hour in a hellbound direction at all, right? Where everybody's talking about vaccine passports now. 17 months into 15 days to flatten the curve, and all the Christians are out there. Um, where's the minivan and my fruit roll-ups? <laughs> Soccer practice day. Oh, that'll never happen here. We'll never be tackled to the ground and forced vaccinated like they are in Argentina. That, oh no! With nothing, yeah, I know. Just like they said, we're only going to go 15 days so the hospitals could get prepared, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. It'll never go that way. I can flat out tell you. You come to my door and you try to do that, you'll get an injection. Yeah. Yeah. Be a full metal jacket injection right between your eyes. Yeah. 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 And oh, you turn the other cheek. That's not what turn the other cheek is about. You're going to turn the other cheek while somebody rapes your wife? Right. It's not what it's about. They tell you that the vaccine is safe and effective. Israel's prime minister went out and said it as he locked down his country again in the vaccine passport hell. He tells you it's safe and effective. Biden tells you it's safe and effective. is it really effective, Joe, as your whole White House is full of COVID from double-vaxxed morons. Really, safe and effective. I'll tell you, it's neither safe nor effective. Five Jet -jet Blue pilots have died. Five, what do they have in common? These are some of the people, these are some of the most fit people in the nation. They get checked every six months, every orifice, every blood test, everything. CT scans checked. They are healthy, Five of them died. What do they have in common? Vax. Double vaxed, baby. Double vaxed. Double vax. Safe and effective, they tell you. Yeah, right. Thomas Rentz has filed a lawsuit. Yeah. It's a federal lawsuit. It's backed by a whistleblower and a sworn affidavit. Because what they're saying is this, is that the Vares report has 11 veins that go into it. They were only reporting on one vein. The one vein says 12,000 have died of the COVID jab. How many have really died? He's alleging 45,000 additional in one of the 11 veins. But you want to bet that's true. And you've got all the COVID-caving conservatives, Steve Scalise, Sean Hannity, Ben Shapiro, Governor DeSantis, Donald Trump, out there advocating for people to take their vaccine and I'm wondering what the culpability will be oh Tommy, you you turning against Trump I don't, I've never been for Trump I am for what he stands for if he walks away from it I'm done now if it's Trump versus anybody that's a democrat even where Trump stands today on vaccines I'm for Trump but they say that they're effective right oh. I'm wondering what their culpability will be one of the, Aaron actually found me the video that I played of him, a doctor, esteemed doctor on the podcast and he was talking about what COVID-19 vaccines really do at a capillary level. So we know the people that are dropping dead but the problem is that it actually sets your body on a course to be dead in seven years. What does it do? That well, sounds familiar, doesn't it? Billy Gates again. Billy, 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 Billy. Inside of your cell wall looks like this. And all of your cells looks like that, circular, smooth. When you take the COVID vaccine at a capillary level, it fills your body full of S spike proteins and it turns the inside of your cells to look like that. They're spiked up on the inside which causes what? Microscopic blood clotting that actually builds up over time in your capillary veins. This is not me talking. This is a guy at the level of a neurosurgeon talking. And he's seen it. He, he tested his patients. It's happening in 62% of his COVID vaccine patients 62, 62%. Or he had a guy that used to walk to his office two miles. I think he was, a, I can't remember what his ailment was, but he was able to walk two miles. Now the guy can't walk a quarter of a mile because he runs out of breath because his, because his capillaries are full with clots and the guy can't breathe. Where do they get the S-spike proteins from? These are from his vaccinated patients, 62% of them. He's showing those microscopic blood clots. 62% because they inject you full of S-spike protein, which is the COVID-19 virus. Created in a lab by Dr. G, funded by Anthony Fauci, given to Peter Daszak through the Health Alliance, and funded to, funded to Dr. G, the Bat Lady. That's exactly what happened. And they know it. Now Rand Paul knows it, who also refuses the vaccine. Are they effective? 60% of COVID hospitalizations in the United Kingdom, in Great Britain, are fully vaxxed. Now, in America, they'll tell you 99% of new COVID cases are unvaccinated people. Why do they tell you that? Because now, no, it's not just lies. It's also conspiracy. What they're doing is, is they're not testing people that come into the hospital that say they're vaxxed. That came out mainstream news. Justin Hart, pull it up. They don't test people who say they're vaxxed. So if you're only testing people who say they're not vaxxed, then 100% of your cases will come from them. No, the same people running the election. The same people running the COVID counts. 60% 60% of the new covid hospitalizations in the UK this is from 72121 are fully vaxed. Hey Tom when are you going to get to the spiritual? I don't know. <laughs> Israel's Ministry of Health advised, remember is it effective? That their vaccine is now down to 39% effectiveness. As, so you have the minister of health coming out and saying our vaccines only work basically one out of three times. And then you have the prime minister come on and tell everybody you have to be vaxxed to go to church. (laughs) Only the devil could pull this off. Status of our world, vaxxed people are scared of non vaxxed How does that make sense? You believe the science? What are you worried? I come up and spit COVID in your mouth and you're vaxxed. You're vexed. What are you worried about? <laughs> With follow the science, though. Forced vaccinations for you while the southern border lets in 2.3 million unvaccinated, untested people. Tell me how that makes sense. Because they're not... You think Joe Biden is really scared of COVID? You think Kamala Harris is really scared of COVID? No, it's just all these power purrs have seen the opportunity of a lifetime to usher in the mark of the beast. They don't know it's the mark of the beast because they're blind, foolish, and dumb. But you do, and the evangelicals who have cracked the Bible, at least one part in their life, everybody's heard of it. Everybody knows the verse, buy, sell, or trade, and it happens right in front of your face, and all the evangelicals are going, what can we do next, Anthony? Like barking seals, waiting for your sardine. arr, 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 arr. The national face of COVID, Anthony Fauci, is the one who funded its development. Man, the devil's smart. Got to give the devil his due. He's not stupid. Crimes in our country are deemed no longer crimes. And then Biden comes out and claims the crime rate is falling. It's ingenious. Shut off the voting machines. Create a bunch of ballots and say you won. <laughs> crime rate's going down because we've deemed theft no longer a crime, so hence the re- there you go, crimes are down. That's exactly what's going on. In California, unless you steal over $950 worth of merchandise, it's not a criminal charge. Did you see the video I played on the podcast last night? You got guys going in there, walking in with construction trash bags. And the security sits there. The cops stand there. You guys just walk out to their cars full of stuff. They market, it. They make sure they get up to like you know, $874. Yeah. And walk out with their gear. And Biden goes, the crime rate's down. Yeah. You, you know how the crime rate's down? All the Californians are moving to Montana and everybody hates them. <laughs> it's a fact. Montana's filling up full of Californians because they can't take it anymore. They can't walk around their streets with human feces and needles mixed together. But the crime rate's going down, really. Crime rate, the murder rate up is up in our country 25%. Republicans and Democrats, status of our world, are debating a $3.5 trillion spending bill with a country that's $30 trillion in debt over human infrastructure. What is that? It's so that you can, free to be a burden bee, critical race theory. Girls get to call themselves a guy, guy gets to call themselves a girl, and they spend $3.5 trillion on it. As Mitch McConnell lovingly goes, well, you know, we made compromise. We'll do $3.47 trillion. Oh, look at us. I'm such a conservative. As he also goes on his bully pulpit and advocates for everybody to take the vaccine because it's safe and effective. If you don't, we're going to be back to where we were last fall. Listen here, turtle man. You say all that you want. I hope you see this somehow. I know I get banned all over the place. How do they ban me, by the way? You know, it's amazing. I get banned over and over again, and other conservatives don't. What's amazing to me is I'm sitting there, and I have hundreds of people watching. They have thousands basically to say say the same thing. I say it with a little bit more, salt and pepper. (laughs) And they go ban me. George Soros and Bill Gates just bought the UK maker, the United Kingdom, Great Britain maker of COVID tests for forty-one million dollars. Yeah. Strange how that works, but it's all about your health. Yeah, right. Fauci says it wasn't gain-of-function research when his own NIH's definition says that it is, and he said himself in two thousand twelve, yeah. "We had a fraudulent election." Ballots with no ID, I have a whole list here, ballots with no signature verification. The count stopped in the middle of the night, suitcases brought out from underneath tables after they claim that there's a water main break in, in Fulton County, right? And they clear out all the Republicans, but only four Democrats stay. And on video, it's seen them running the same votes through the same machine numerous times, and nobody does anything about it, including the Republicans, including Brad Raffensperger and Brian Kemp do nothing. Zuckerberg boxes all over the United States. More votes than registered voters in 353 counties. I wonder who won those counties. Strange. 400,000 ballots in Georgia with no chain of custody. They have no idea where they came from. 74,000 mail-in ballots in Arizona with no record of ever being mailed out. (laughs) 11,000, remember Trump lost Arizona by 11,000 votes. 11,000 votes in Arizona were not on the voter rolls on November 7th, but appeared on the voter rolls on December 4th. This is all the truth. They're not disputing this even in the mainstream media. 18,000 in Arizona voted and then were immediately removed from the voter rolls. Immediately put on, vote, immediately pulled off. Strange, isn't it? But yet you're a tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist if you ever espouse it. You know, I wonder, like the people who walked out of here just a minute ago, I wonder, is this too much for them? I don't know, I don't even know them, so. I, you know, I came, you know, because I want to hear about love. Okay, see how that works. You, that, those people will knock grandma out of the way to take the mark of the beast. The people banning, censoring, and killing are calling me a, and you a fascist. The people banning censoring, and killing other people call us fascists. The anti-racists, just so you know, are the gaslighting propagandist racists. But they'll call you racist. So there you go. Now we're gonna go into the love. So this is where we are. This is where our country is at. The question is, what are we gonna do about it? You black robe regiment, or are you an ark church? Abundant this, grace that. Don't talk, you know, we, we, we came here because, you know, we want, we want to be encouraged. Oh, really? You, you want to be encouraged about what exactly? People have asked me this, even in a snotty way at times. What are we going to do about it? You tell us the bad news, well, what are we going to do about it? The answer is power. The answer is power, the power of God. Paul wrote this, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. Here you go. Ready for Bible? Now it's coming like machine gun fire. Be ready for the next 28 minutes, and then we're done. 1 Corinthians 2, 4. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. If you want to change things, you are going to have to emanate God. Not emanate your kindness, Not emanate your love, you've got to emanate God because God is love. Whatever God is doing is love, but the problem in the modern church is that the modern church emanates humanistic love and humanistic kindness and not the power of God himself. They hold back on that because they might offend. Who on earth told you that the gospel is never called to offend They nailed the gospel to a tree, naked. And it's not supposed to offend. I believe that might have offended some people in order for it to enrage that many people to nail him to a tree. You have to be emanating God. You have to be wielding power if you want to change your world. So show me in scripture, I challenge you today. You better know it though. Show me in scripture where Paul says, I want them with love. Show me where Jesus said it. Paul said, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Because you know what the Spirit's power is? Love. That's love. Solving people's problems is love. Not loving them in the midst of their problems only. I know the verses. I know Romans 2.4. God's kindness leads you towards repentance. But it's God's kindness. His definition of kindness. Not Hollywood's, which is what the evangelical community espouses. Kindness that is enabling. Kindness that brings no correction or conviction. Kindness devoid of truth and devoid of the word of God. So that you stay in the church and you pay your tithe. How does God want you to share him? God wants you to share him, right? Pray that you may be active in sharing your faith, Philemon 1.6 says, right? How does God want you to share him? Acts chapter one, verse eight. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, right? Once you've received power, he wants you to witness them. You know what you do without power? Keep your mouth shutty. Because you're not a good witness. Your love and your kindness, people will never look at their own fruit. I see Christian after Christian, home after home, and their own kids aren't coming out saved. Will you face that and say, maybe I wasn't preaching the right message? No, I just want to show kindness and, you know, God's grace. Your definition of grace is probably wrong, too. I shared this in the first service, didn't intend on sharing it now. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passion, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. Titus two eleven and twelve, right? Is that what you preach? To or you know, we're just issuing him some grace right now? He's struggling. We know, you know, he's you know he's found the love of his life, his girlfriend, and we've allowed her to move in. And you know, we're all evangelical Christians that attend the Abundant Whatever Church, all conviction free. We tell ourselves daily that we're going to heaven when the Bible says we're not. Maybe, you're, maybe it's not working that now everybody hates Jesus in your house. Those who love him keep his commands. So those who don't, what? You gotta face it, in the, you gotta look it in the eye. Oh, Tom, that's easy for you, for you know, your kids are saved. You think I'd be different if they weren't? no. Ask them. I've told you this a million times before, but I've, people have always come up and marveled at my kids and my dog. <laughs> How do you get them to do that? Amazing. I'll be walking down East River Road. It's long, long straightaway, over a mile long. My dog's 50 yards in front of me. And I go, sits. Why? She knows the consequences of not. Seats! That was done a long time ago. That was done when she was four months old. You see it now? Got a new puppy now. He's learning. There's only one person in the house he's scared of. He comes up to me like this. You're like, what do you do? Pound him? No. You know what I do with dogs? I push him. That's all I do. Nope, boom, push him. And they were were here, and now they're four feet away. That's all it takes. Never lose a battle. You don't lose a battle to the devil either. You don't put a mask on because you don't want to offend mask wearers. They don't invite you to Thanksgiving. Tell them to take their turkey and shove it up their caboose. Sideways. That's my only, I've had people get upset. Don't tell people to shove things up their caboose. That's my, if that's my only frailty, I don't cuss, don't smoke, don't chew, don't hang with people who do, whatever. I tell people to shove things up their caboose. If you don't like it, work out your own salvation. If you want things to change, you are going to have to break through to people, not love them in. That's not the Bible. That's the art church. Marinate them in, accommodate them, tolerate. I don't t- accommodate, accommodate or tolerate anybody. I got a, got a pastor calling me right now. Mm. I, don't tol- I don't tolerate squat. Ever. Oh, you don't live like that. Really? I do. I told you before. God, God calling me, dude. Holy moly. Gee. You obviously don't pay much attention to my church are you watching right now I'm not answering if you want things to change you're going to have to break through to people at any level whether it's the world whether it's your wife whether it's your husband whether it's your family whether it's your friends you're going to have to break through and how do you break through You have to be carrying the power of God. Where do you get that from? I read the whole grouping of scripture in the first service. I'm going to read you one verse. Well, two verses out of the second chapter of Acts 37 and 41. Here we go. When the people heard this from Peter, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? That's what Fauci needs to be saying to the church. That's what Joe Biden and Donald Trump even needs to be saying to the church. Cut to the heart. But you don't get to cut people to the heart unless you're operating in the anointing that Peter was, where Peter would walk around and people would dive at his shadow to be healed. That could be you. God's not a respecter of persons. Are you in the same covenant as Peter or not? And it's not just miracles that I'm talking about, miracles of manifested healings. I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about fully endorse and fully expect and fully want. However, I'm also talking about carrying around what Jesus did where his authority was questioned. They were like this. How is it that this man who we know, well, they thought at the time was born in Nazareth, was actually born in Bethlehem, this Nazarene, how is it that he operates in such authority? Just be saying that about you and me? But they don't. They're not scared of us. Because we operate under Hollywood kindness instead of the Spirit's power, which is true kindness. Hope you're seeing that nuanced difference. Not preaching against love. I'm not saying that love doesn't win people. I'm saying false love doesn't win people. Niceness does not win people. Those who accepted his message, Acts 2.41, were baptized, about 3,000 were added in one day. And all that it took was to cut their heart. They come and ask him, what should we do? Imagine if the Democratic Party was so scared of the church that they came and asked us. We go and we cut them to the heart with our anointing, with the power of our verbiage. God's backing behind it. And they go, brothers, what should we do? Of course, he told them, repent. Amen. How do we get people to this state broken and winnable? How do we get people to that state? A Democrat, or a rhino, COVID gelding, lost, the unbiblical Christian, Mr. Vaccine Passport, world leaders. How do we get people to this state? True conversion. Acts chapter nine, verses one through nine. What happened to Paul? Was he loved into the kingdom? Was he? Okay, here here you have somebody who won more souls than Jesus in their earthly ministries, correct? You know, you're afraid to say it because I say something about Jesus. (laughs) Jesus came and did his job. Jesus' job was to die on the cross and form a body of believers that does greater works than these. So I just told you, did Paul win more souls than Jesus? Ass. It's like I, I, I read John chapter 16, 7 and 8, and people get offended by it. It is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come. And when I depart, I will send him to you, and they're offended. Jesus said it. and You're offended by that I'm attacking what Jesus said, and you're offended for Jesus? You know what that is? It's idolatry. You formed your own version of Jesus. So what happened with Paul? Paul was a rather confused man. Was he not? Oversaw the stoning of Stephen. Persecuting and killing Christians worldwide. Right? All around the Roman Empire. So how do we get him to the place of being winnable and broken? How do we do it? Let's look. Acts 9, 1-9. Meanwhile, Saul turns into Paul, was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked for, his, for letters to the synagogues in Damascus. That sounds like people going around asking who's vaxxed and who's not right now, but let's see. And asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, the new church, whether man or woman, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light, From heaven flashed around him and he fell to the ground. For those who don't believe in being slain in the spirit, you're dumb too. He fell to the ground and heard a voice. Listen, if you're wondering what is up with this guy, I'm done. I mean, some of you are like, this is just normal, Tom. If you're new, that's who I'm talking about. Listen, I'm gone. I've left. I ain't going back. I'm not trying to please people. For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. Galatians chapter 1, verse 10. I'm not trying to please men. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city. Oh, how sweet. This is really sweet so far, isn't it? He's loving him into the kingdom, right? This is our church. This is the Ark church manifesting in scripture. No. He knocks them to the ground. And he says, now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. Every, most every Christian in the world will be too offended to ever go into the city now. Oh, I didn't really like the tone there. Uh, but it was Jesus talking to you. Well, Jesus was not being very Christ-like. <laughs> because for, for most Christians... Their own version of kindness is Christ like, not Christ himself and his version of kindness. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. Who were these men? Scribes? Pharisees? They stood there speechless. Why? They heard the sound. This is what we need. You think Paul was, you think Paul was open to the gospel prior to this yeah. he asked for a list of Christians that you know, you know while I'm traveling give me the list so you know while I'm traveling if I have a few minutes I'm going to persecute a few that's where he was and God cracks him puts him on the ground and tells him you go here these people that were with him they heard the sound but did not see anyone now remember, look at the power here. We see, we're we're all about we have we have absolutely marginalized the gospel. We think that there's no there's no signs and wonders to be seen. Well, let's look. 1 John chapter 1 verse 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard with our ears, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. We need some real sight-based miracles. Oh, you know, it's a miracle, you know, we're just, it, it, we'll, it'll all be manifested in heaven, a mystery shrouded in mist, and you know what, uh, we'll know it then when we get there. It's not the Bible. The Bible, people saw stuff. I mean, look at 1 John 1, 1 again. That which was from the beginning, which we heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim. What they heard, what they touched, what they saw, most Christians only feel. They don't see nothing. They never see anybody healed. They never come under the power of God. See, some of you, I'll tell you this. Some of you need to travel to the river this week. And listen, here's the thing. This is not, I always make sure that everybody knows. This doesn't mean that I fully endorse everything that goes on at the river as I don't endorse any church fully, ever. Pastor Roddy is my pastor. I fully endorse him as a man. But we don't agree on everything spiritually we don't we have some marginal differences but you know what maybe some of us need to be knocked out maybe some of us need to just get under the power and remember that god is an actual physical god he's somebody that can be seen can be felt can be touched that you can see his miracles manifest that it's not just some sort of well we'll figure it out when we get to heaven i know she died but you know she's healed in heaven that's not the bible Aaron sang the song this morning on earth as it is in heaven, is what we're supposed to be praying. But what we, do, what we do is espouse the opposite. No wonder all the church is closed. We're supposed to be praying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Matthew 6, 9 through 13, right? Amen. But instead, what we pray is, you we know, will we pray, and eh, it didn't work. You know, they're healed in heaven. It's exactly the opposite. What what they were preaching, what John was espousing, I'm telling you what I heard, what I saw. Everything, which, which which my hands have touched. We need to get back to that. These people on the road with Paul saw him. They they didn't see they didn't see all that Paul saw, but they saw him on the ground. They're not scared of us because this never happens. You start manifesting true I don't mean garbage miracles. Well, their leg grew one inch. That's going to bother some of you. You'll never come back to this church again. Go pound sand. Go pound it. I mean, pound it hard. Go to Inglewood Beach. It's right over there and pound sand. I'm so sick of hearing Christians say that garbage. Well, we prayed and their leg. I watched their leg extend one inch. Great. What does that do? Why is the tumor still there? Why why are they still in a wheelchair? Don't hand me your marginal miracles that nobody can prove or disprove. Raise the dead. Give sight to the blind. Tom, are you doing it? No, but I hate myself for not doing it. How about you? He's like, Tom, do you walk around in self-loathing? No, there's no bigger fan of me on planet Earth than me. I'm my number one fan. Hope will tell you that all the time. I find myself to be hysterical. I laugh at my own jokes. (laughs) Jonathan Shuttlesworth says that he's God's favorite. I compete. I think I'm God's favorite. (laughs) I honestly believe God loves me more than he loves you. I don't care what you say. (laughs) Don't hand me your marginal miracles. You know, we had seven women line up and we got their all legs, <laughs> and like, stick their legs in the air. You know what that is? It's Pentecostal religion. Right. Yeah. That's all it is Pentecostal leg stretching religion. Yeah. Go raise the dead and melt tumors. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like that. Second Peter. Peter writes this, 2 Peter chapter 1, 16 through 18. He says, we did not follow cleverly invented stories when we told you about the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory, saying, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. We ourselves, we ourselves, we ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on the majestic mountain, on the sacred mountain. That needs to happen again. That's why nobody's afraid of us. Why were they afraid? Why were they afraid in all of Jerusalem? Because the Holy Spirit cracked down, cast down Ananias and Sapphira. They were scared to death. They should be scared of what we're praying. And they're not. Because Christians don't believe the Bible anymore. They cave to COVID instead and call it Love. Saul got up from the ground, back to Acts 9, 8 and 9. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. It's just real love, isn't it? Jesus takes him to the ground, blinds him, tends of to go to a city. Well, most of us would be way too offended to have ever gone. Most of us, like Hezekiah, Hezekiah turned his back to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember? He's set to die. God tells him, you know what? Go up to the temple of the Lord and I'll add 15 years to your life. Most of us have been too offended to go. How could you send the prophet Isaiah to me and tell me that I'm gonna die? That's not Christ-like, Jesus. For three days he was blind and didn't eat or drink nothing. That would close most of us out. I'm questionable in that area. But Paul's attention was gotten. It wasn't through kind words. It wasn't through, I'm going to attack myself in a minute. I'll give you a preview. It wasn't through facts. He didn't give him all the facts. God touched him. And you and I are supposed to be conduits of that touch. And I mean real ones. I'm sick of the religion. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired. Oh, did you feel God in the service today? Oh, yeah. But you've been the same Christian for 20 years, 30 years. And all you do is bounce from one Pentecostal service to another and be touched. What does that do? What does that mean? See, when I'm, I, and you might be thinking that I'm elevating myself. I'm not, but who else, who, whose life experience am I going to share outside of my own? Right. See, what happened to me was I got saved and I was in those Pentecostal services and then God told me, you're going to be a worship leader. Yeah. So I went and I the worship leader asked me. This was Pete was around. It was Justin. Justin said, hey, you, know, I, you can sing some, so why don't you come up? And I was a, just a background singer for a while. And then when Pete was the worship leader, he and I sang songs. He would sing one, I'd sing another together out in front of people. I used to, when I first got up in front of people, I'm telling you, I don't have a microphone to demo. I was so petrified. The microphone was on the stand. And I would grab it like this, both hands. And then my wife watched my white knuckle, my hands were asleep, and I never looked up, and she would be like, and you're like, Tom, no, you've always been a natural. I'm not, no, I'm not. I used to shake profusely in front of people. God made me do it. And then from there, he told me, now you're going to be a youth pastor. I was like, okay. He went into a youth ministry and had like 12 kids. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. I went in there, started preaching hellfire and brimstone. A month later, we had 110. Pete was leading worship there, too. (laughs) If I drag Pete wherever I go. (laughs) So then God tells me, you're going to start a church. See, I wasn't just bouncing from Pentecostal church service to Pentecostal church service. God told me to take action. I did it. 13 years of overlap of pushing a police car around, 40 to 50 to 60 hours a week, and then doing this, no weekends, for 13 years. How about you? How about you? God's called you too? Are you going to be inconvenienced or not? Most Christians would never let God get in the way of their convenience. It wasn't convenient for me to never have a weekend for my entire adult life. I think it was convenient when we started this church? I worked night shift patrol, got off at 7 in the morning. Church started at 10. No sleep. I don't even know. I don't even remember half those services. <laughs> so don't sit there and bounce from one thing. Oh, I was touched today. I was touched yesterday. I was touched today. Before I was touched, 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 touched. Who cares? Do something with it. The world needs you. Vaccine passports are everywhere. The world needs you. Open your mouth. Open your ears. Open your heart to what God has called you to do. The very first thing he's going to call you to do is what you don't want to do. Watch. I didn't want to pastor. I didn't. You're like, no, this is what you're born to do. That's not what I thought. Sometimes the best pastors are the ones who don't want a pastor. I have no interest in being in front of people. I'm a solitary person. I have no. I don't. That's why you don't see a lot of congratulatory pastoral stuff around here, is I frankly don't care. <laughs> oh, appreciate me, love me. We need to really be appreciating those notes. Don't need it. Don't desire it. Nothing. God had to push me into this. It was not convenient. Aaron remembers she was talking about this the other day. We had a Tuesday night, what we called a crave service here, and I would occasionally be late because I was out working some police call. It was not convenient to go right from a police call to come and lead prayer. I was not in the greatest of moods, starting off at 7 o'clock in the morning, running straight police calls until 8 o'clock at night and coming in here. And that's what God's going to do to you. You need to be, but it's brought me the greatest joy. You have to go through the valley. But Paul's attention was gotten, was it not? See, everyone else is trying to love people. Everyone else is saying, hey, look, we're just like you. Since we're just like you, doesn't that draw you to us? Why? Why? This—that's the modern art churches are saying. You know what? Look at—we're just like you. We're struggling too. How does that draw people? How does that line up with Scripture? I thought we were supposed to be salt, in light. You ever jump into the ocean with road rash? You ever? Jump in there. I have. Well, how about jock itch? Foot fungus. Yeah, I said jock itch. That, That's what it is. Jump in the ocean with it. Any open sore. Does not feel good, but it heals it. That's what you're supposed to be. Yeah, no, you're going to think, I'm supposed to be the medication for jock itch? Yes. Somebody's got to be it. Hey, not everybody gets to be the I. (laughs) I'll leave it at that. Mm. (laughs) See, everybody else is understanding, tolerant, accommodating. Don't want to rock the boat as they tolerate, accommodate, and keep the boat steady for everybody to go straight to hell. Everyone else is saying, look at us compromise to win you. I'll finish with this. See, now I've attacked false love and I've attacked false compassion. It's 115. I promised you'd be out. We're not going to quite make it. I'll try to make it in five minutes. Everybody good? You want to finish strong. So I'm going to finish by attacking myself. I've attacked false love. I get all that. Will facts win people? That's what I did. My first several notes of this whole message are all just COVID facts, world politics facts. Right? Will that win people? Occasionally, it'll turn a mind. Occasionally. Not saying it never, ever works, but on the whole, it does nothing. Facts don't win people. God piercing their heart wins them, Con- conviction wins them. That's what wins people. I, listen, I'm going to still put out the facts all the time. That's mainly for the body, so the body stands. But I don't understand, I'm not under the delusion that I'm winning souls when I'm on the podcast. I'm not under that delusion. I'm just, that has its purpose, this has its purpose. The facts don't win people. Don't you ever wonder why after you've proven your case, it does nothing? How many of you have been in a heated argument or heated discussion and you are absolutely right and the other person is just blind to your rightness? (laughs) Happens all the time. Listen, if you're like me and you always believe you're right, then that's 100% of the time. But it does absolutely, fact after fact after fact, you present them. I, like I just told you about masks, right? If a COVID particle is 0.06 to 0.14 microns and an N95 mask starts off blocking microns at 0.35, then how does your mask do anything? It does nothing. Anthony Fauci goes on national TV with his cloth, cloth double mask that does nothing. You're like, why? how could they live? They know that they're lying. How could that be? Because lying is their gospel. They're fine with it. They're not tormented at night about it like you think they are. I said this in the first service. People like to think when they're offended that the person who's offended them lays awake at night going, I'm wrenching, I'm sweating, I've got night sweats, I can't bear the fact that I offended Tom. They don't give a poop about it. They don't care at all that's why i've stopped caring i don't sit there and go oh i don't all day long oh you know i may have offended a few people i don't care i kicked the guy out of here the first service get out of here and don't ever come back i don't you think i'm gonna stay awake at night about it no i sleep like a baby like a baby I'm gonna lay around on my couch today, drifting in and out of sleep, probably a chicken bone hanging out of my mouth, drifting in and out waking myself up with myself snoring. (laughs) What, what? I'm fine, absolutely fine, because I've come to the realization that when I'm offended, the people who offended me don't care, so that when I've offended somebody, I don't care either. But you sit there and you present fact after fact after fact and it does nothing, why? Because they have a reprobate mind. Lying is fine with them. They believe that their lies are for the greater good. So you telling them the truth does nothing. Jesus said this, John chapter 6, verse 44. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. Do you know there's times where God is not drawing? You know why? Because he knows it's purposeless. So you can sit there and beat your head against a brick wall. What I do is I walk into a situation I sense the spirit. Is it closed? It's almost like a surfer going out to the beach. Is it a closed out set? So I'm not going to paddle out. I sense it in my spirit. I'm not even a witness. Oh, Tom, you're supposed to share the gospel everywhere. You go, you're a dummy. You're a dummy. You don't know the Bible at all. Do not lay hands on anyone hastily, nor share in other people's sins. Keep yourself pure. You don't just hastily go in and share the gospel. You wait for God. It says pray to be active in sharing your faith. God will then open the door. John chapter 16, verses 7 and 8 says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come. But when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of Judgment, it's the Holy Spirit's job. We're supposed to be a conduit. You're not called. You are not called to be loved. You are called to love through the power of the Holy Spirit. Not through your power, not through your kindness. Be a conduit. Amen? Let's see if there's one last thing I want to tell you here. I'll read you this. We'll close. Worship team, make your way. Read this one part. Yeah, I'll stick with that. Second Timothy chapter three. This is where we're at right now, starting in verse one. It's titled "Perilous Times and Perilous Men." But know this: that in the last days perilous times will come. And by the way, if you want to, no matter what, you'll profit the entire time. Got quiet there. Were you scared of that? I expect. To prosper every second of every day, all the time. Amen. Let me see, where do you get that from? Well, let's see. Psalm 37:25. I was young and now I'm old, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken or the children begging bread. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole earth, the those that dwell on the earth. I'll prosper the entire time. Yes, there may come a time. I'm not a... Uh, Pre-tribber, mid-tribber, I'm like a 74.5% triver. I think there will be tribulation. Some of us may have to lay down our lives. Some of us will lose our jobs, but in the midst of it all, we'll prosper. Even the moment that you lose your life, the only vulnerability you have to losing your life ever is martyrdom. That's the Bible. Everything else that you, oh, you know, sometimes God humbles people with disease. That's lies. Your only threat to your life is martyrdom if you believe the Bible, which is the word of God, which is the Jesus, because Jesus is the word. John chapter one, verse one and 14. But I'll prosper the entire time, even in the midst, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud. That's why the facts don't work. You gotta go to the boaster and the blasphemer with the power of God. When you walk in with conviction, conviction, not kind words sometimes conviction is brought with kind words sometimes it's not sometimes the best thing a person can hear is get out of the church and never come back sometimes the best thing a person can hear is Jesus is outside right now it's weird what he's doing he's sitting on the ground this is how I picture it in my mind he's sitting on the ground right now and he's strewning together a whip of cords weird how that it's weird that he's doing that in John chapter 2 verse 15 he's out there doing that And the most loving thing he could do was to go in there and whip people and turn over tables. It's the most loving thing that could be done. And then sometimes he did what? He healed. Sometimes he held a child in his hand. And then the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of Jesus, kills Ananias and Sapphira. You don't know. You're to be his conduit. Sit back and enjoy the ride. But in order to be his conduit, you're going to have to dispel what? You're going to have to dispel unbelief. And there's only one way to do it. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You've got to plug in, you've got to turn your devices off, and you need to spend hours saturating yourself in the word of God. And suddenly what will happen? They'll never sell tickets to that conference, the saturation of the Bible. If I put Chris Tomlin on the ticket, yeah, everybody would come. But nobody would come to saturate themselves in the word. People are like, Tom, how do you know the Bible? How can you quote scripture? Hours upon hours. like how Aaron can play this, and Pete can play that, and Dave and Joe can play that, and Bill can play that. How? Hours and hours of boredom. Bored, am I right? Boredom. And the Bible isn't even boring. But discipline. That's what dispels unbelief. It's not sexy, and people won't buy tickets for it. Because, listen... Most people conform to the pattern of the world. They want an endless dopamine dump. You want to change your world, you got to be a conduit of the power of God. And what overcomes the world is our faith, and faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. Stand with me. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person or watching online, that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins, and I now turn from them, and I give you my life from this day on, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.